from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DiLorenzo, your co-host along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. Pick up the phone, ask a question, hear it here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, and we'll answer it anonymously. In today's show, we are talking about this phrase that we hear from so many couples, a phrase that has even been uttered in our own marriage. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Mm, I have to tell you, this is one that I actually just heard this weekend, having a conversation with someone. And it's one that, yes, we have uttered in our own marriage. I have uttered. Mm-hmm. in our marriage. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote that I found on lovequotes.com. It says, no one falls in love by choice. It is by chance. No one stays in love by chance. It is hard work. And no one falls out of love by chance. It is by choice. That's what we're going to dig into today. We're going to be talking about this idea of being in love or loving someone. But before we get started, one of the highlights of the show for me is always sharing a hug from a listener, um, be it on iTunes. You guys know that you can go into iTunes. You can leave us ratings and reviews there. You can also do so on Stitcher. So a big shout out to all of our listeners from Stitcher Radio. We know that you guys are um, coming on board as we've come onto the Stitcher platform and, uh, we are on over a thousand playlists. So we shared that last week as well there at Stitcher. And so this review comes from Gypsy Five and it says, Tony and Elisa are so genuine and helpful. They really hit the nail on the head when it comes to different issues slash good times in marriage. Thank you. Bless you. Keep on podcasting and I'll keep on listening. Well, Gypsy Five, we have no plans to stop podcasting. So we're thrilled that you're going to keep listening right along with us. Yeah. And As we start off the show, again, we want to remind you, save the dates for our July Midwest tour, which is going to be from July 10th, 11th to through the 18th. So we're going to be Chicago, Columbus, Indianapolis, and St. Louis. So just save those dates. We're going to get all the information to you here in a few weeks. So for those of you who are in or around those areas... We can see you, you can RSVP, so we know how much food to get and have. And really, this is just a time to just hang out, mm-hmm. to hang out, meet each other. Elisa and I will have some things to say. We're going to have our kids there with us. So this is a family-friendly event for sure. Come in, hang out, grab some food, meet some other folks in the one family, and then take off. Um, it's just, you know, we, we do the hugs at the beginning of every show And this is a way for us to be able to hug you guys and let you know how much we love you. Absolutely. And and as we dig into this show, this idea of a phrase that, like I said at the outset, I have uttered in our own marriage. And I know many of you have either said it or heard it. Mm, Yep. (laughs) 
gosh, uh, I, I, Elise and I are the first ones to raise our hands. I, you know? I said it. We've said that. Back, we have said that. Back in 2000, and I want you to know where this came from in our own marriage. Back in 2000, Tony hiked the Pacific Crest Trail from Mexico to Canada. He was gone for 138 days living out of a backpack in the woods. Okay? You know, mountain man. I mean, he came home full-on beard. Yeah, we should we should find one of those old pictures mm. and post it. That, yeah. It, let's just put it this way. I was 14 years younger and I had a big old beard and it was life changing for me. It was an experience and, and this is where we're going to go with this show, but this the trip itself was where I came to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't, you know, anything crazy, but just a guy I had met and just the experiences I was experiencing out there. So there was definite change that had happened in me in the four and a half months that I had been gone. Absolutely. And, and so Tony has been gone, you know, at that point in time for 138 days, living out of a backpack. If he can't carry it, he doesn't need it. Right. Right. And I was living the single life in Orange County, California, hustle and bustle, Southern California. I I had for the first time in my life been on my own. Right. And then all of a sudden we're back together. Right. Mid-October we're back or September. We're back together. And yeah, you have that initial, like the butterflies, like, oh my gosh, she's really here and she's really here and, you know, we're having sex and we're doing all this stuff. It's and the marital bliss. It, it was like the honeymoon phase. Yes. For probably a week. I did have to shave my beard though. He did. That was, that was way too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> and only because he's always been typically clean shaven. And so it, this wasn't even a trimmed beard. This was a, I'm out in the woods and it's cold in the state of Washington in shaggy beard in September. And so it's keeping his face warm. And so the honeymoon period wore off. Yeah. And what we had after that point in time was a whole lot of nothing. Uh, I had been warned very early on in Tony's um, trail experience. I'd gone out to meet him in Agua Dulce, California. And I will never forget that there was this couple uh, that was hiking along with you, you know, along the um, Dawn and Tripod. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing how those things come back after. Well, all those I can't years. even remember his first name, but yes, Tripod. Tripod was his, was his trail, trail name. name. I can't remember yeah. her trail name, but I Don and Tripod. Mm-hmm. And Tripod had hiked other trails, and so Don had said, "Hey, I just want you to be aware when when Tony comes off the trail, he might go through a period of depression." And I remember not necessarily depression, but more of a a longing used- to be back on the trail. I, I would say I I never was depressed. I wasn't in a state of depression. No. I wasn't. I was just longing to be back experiencing the adventure that I was faced with every day on the trail, which when you come back to Orange County, California, which is concrete nation, you, you're not really challenged by much. You don't see much. You don't do much. Um, that was by choice, but be it. That was my, by my own choice that I didn't want to go outside. I was honestly scared to even hang out with people mm-hmm. because I'd been alone and hanging out with one or two other guys most of the time. So for me, it wasn't a depression. It was just a, gosh, I, I just missed the adventures of what was happening on the trail. Needless to say, we weren't in a good spot. No. Oh, no, not we at all. And we didn't have, we didn't have any tools at the time. Like we hadn't figured out this whole communication thing. We didn't, we hadn't even written he zigs, she zags. That wasn't even anything conceptually. Like we'd ever be doing anything in the marriage realm. We were two young kids who had spent the last four and a half months apart 
living very, very different lives coming back together and trying to figure out how to be married. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tony jokes about his age and things like that. And I'm coming up on my 40th birthday. And so I didn't have the internet to go look and see, you know, look up divorce attorneys. I actually had to open the yellow pages and I'll never forget sitting at my desk at work, flipping through the yellow pages, looking for a divorce attorney in Orange County, California. And thinking this in your head. And, and that's, you know, I'm like, okay, I mean, I, I, it was just, I was in such a bad spot because, and here, you know, and here's where it's going to come from because I knew I still loved Tony, but I didn't have any of those fabulous feelings of being in love with him. Right. I didn't get butterflies anymore when he walked in. He wasn't, he was okay, guys. He was sitting on the couch when I left for work and he'd be sitting on the couch when I came home from work. Yes. Because he was scared to go outside because it was, overstimulating with all of the cars and the craziness that is Orange County. And we have friends in Orange County. We love going up there. Uh, You know, it's a great place. But when you've been in the wilderness for 138 days, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so I'd see him on the couch and then I'd come home and he'd still be on the couch. And I'm like, good grief. And I'd say, what do you want to do? I'm good. You know, like, nothing. (laughs) I'm like, okay, at least a roommate would talk to me, right? Like, I don't even have roommate benefits. At this point in time. And so I came home one day after opening that yellow pages and sat, and we sat down and I took like a two and a half hour lunch. Thank goodness I had fabulous employers at the time. And I, I uttered those words to Tony. I said, I love you, but I don't think I'm in love with you. And it was a conversation. It was filled with tears. It was filled with hurts on both sides. Because let me tell you something. When you tell that to your spouse, I guarantee you, you will sucker patch them. You will literally take their breath away and it's not the good version. Mm-hmm. But we're going to dig into this really deep. And I want you to know why I said this at that time. And I said it and I really had to go back and reflect um, where we were and where my mindset was. Cause like Tony said, this was 14 years ago, but I said it because my marriage had gotten hard, right? Things weren't so easy anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd been together virtually every day since we'd gotten married, except for, you know, work trips and things like that. We'd never been apart for so long. It was hard. And, and our marriage wasn't as exciting. You know, in the early days, you're still discovering new stuff and things like that. And you're having adventures and, and now we weren't, and, and we weren't dating one another. Yeah, maybe we'd go grab a bite to eat, but there was no idea of continuing to court one another. It was like, hey, you want to grab a bite to eat? Sure. Let's go. You know, I mean, all of the emotion of like a paperclip. Okay. And we didn't know how to talk to one another. We didn't have that skill. And quite honestly, at that point in time, neither one of us was putting forth the effort to try. Our marriage was crumbling. And we didn't have a clue. We didn't. And what I'm going to tell you guys is that when you sucker punch your spouse like that, um, it, it sends some very loud messages. It tells them that you're not willing to try. It tells them that your fluttery feelings of butterflies and fireworks. I mean, you know, people talk about getting butterflies in their stomach. All of that stuff that happens in the infatuation period that's the, I'm falling in love with you 
That's the idea of a person. Because what do we say when we first meet someone? Like, I, I mean, I, I can tell you that when I first met Tony and we started having these conversations, I would go out with my girlfriends and I'm like, I think I'm falling in love with him. In love. But I will tell you, it's very different to be in love with the idea of a person than it is to love them. Right. Okay, when I tell Tony I love him, that means that I love him when he is sick as a dog with the flu and can't do anything. It means I love him when the business is struggling and we're having to deal with financial, you know, rework the budgets. When I tell him I love him, it means I love him when he gets angry and we have to figure out how to heal the hurts. Okay, when I'm in love with him, that's like the fluttery, oh, you know. It's it's a a state of always believing that whenever you see your spouse or talk to your spouse that you are going to have this this internal possible emotional change happening. You know, it's it's it is the the stomach or the or the the rapid heartbeat or whatever it may be for you. It may be just sweat trickling down your back or whatever it may be that that doesn't always happen. No, I mean, Tony and I are almost 18 years into this thing called marriage. It'll be 18 years in October. And I will tell you, yes, there are times when he walks into the room and I still get that little heart palpitation or the, you know, like, Oh my gosh, that's my guy. Like how'd I get so lucky? I will tell you more times than not. That doesn't happen. I'm thrilled to see him but I don't get that emotional reaction. Do you know why? Because that's my husband. Because I know that he is there for me. I don't have to ride this infatuation roller coaster of, oh, I wonder if he's going to call today. You know why? Because my husband calls me. Hmm. Because my husband puts forth the effort. I don't have to ride the, I wonder if, like, I wonder where we're going on our date. Why? Because he surprises me on dates and I know he's going to. For those who don't have that though, You know, for those who don't have that, you're probably going, wow, I would love to have that happening Mm -hmm. in my marriage. Really? And that's why I come, you know, you may be sitting here going, gosh, this is where I am. I I am stuck right now because I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. Your your spouse isn't putting forth that effort. You know, you're sort of stuck. Mm -hmm. And one thing we say and we believe in is that you can't change your spouse, but you can change you. You can change you. So what is it that you can do today to begin to show that love to your spouse outwardly, Mm -hmm. expressively? What is it that you can do? Not expecting anything in return. You may not get anything in return. But what is it that you can do today to begin to express that love to your spouse outwardly? Because I'll, I'll tell you, I have all these things now. 14 years ago, when I said those words to Tony, I didn't have any of that. Do you know what I had to do? I had to love him. I had to make a decision every day that I was going to try. That I was going to invest in my marriage that I was going to put forth the effort to have a conversation with him. And that was the conversation. Um, if you've never listened to the episode, divorce is off the table. 
that was the conversation when Tony and I decided that divorce would never be an option for us. And when we made that decision, that divorce was not going to be an option, that also meant that I had to do actions in line with the idea that I was going to love Tony. Right. Whether or not I had the butterflies, whether or not we were in a good place in our marriage, I was going to love him. Okay. Warts and all. You know, he talks about my piles probably every fifth show, right? I'm I'm a pile girl. I don't collect a lot of things, but I have paper piles, okay? He has to love me piles and all. Sometimes it's easier than others. Um, As we prepare to move, (laughs) I know he's thinking that the piles aren't going to move with us. Um, or that I'll have to go through them. It's a slow process. It's a slow process. Hey, for those of you who are wondering, Divorce is Off the Table is episode 193. So you can go back on into oneextraordinarymarriage.com, hit the podcast tab, and um, search for that. Or you can just go onto iTunes, download it. It's episode 193. Another place you can also get it is at Spreaker.com. It's another avenue where you can get an app, but also it'll be there. One Extraordinary Marriage is showing up all over the place. You guys just can't get rid of us. The show is everywhere, (laughs) everywhere, everywhere. But it's kind of like your marriage, guys. Your marriage is everywhere, okay? It it happens when you're at the grocery store. It happens when you're at the car wash or the post office or taking the kids to school. See, when when we buy into this idea of loving our spouses, not in the infatuation stage, not in the excitement, not in the everything is rose-colored. See, people that are just in love in that infatuation stage, you're looking at each other with rose-colored glasses. You've never seen you know, that person burp or fart or you know, whatever it is. Wake up without their makeup on, the hair all over the place, and the stinky bad breath. Okay, That's the place that you live in when you're, quote, in love with someone. When you love someone, you've seen that, and your heart is still warm, okay? Mm-hmm. You're willing to put forth the effort. See, when I hear, when, when I hear somebody tell me, oh, I love him, but I'm not in love with him, that's when I go back to that quote at the end going, that's a choice. You're choosing not to be in love with this person. You're choosing to let hurt or anger or resentment or any of those other negative emotions take you away from investing in the relationship. And I think if you just even listen to that, like say that to yourself, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I mean, it just, I mean, just think that through. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make any sense. How can I love you, but not be in love with you? And, and as I sit here and Elisa and I were planning for this, for this show, I mean, that's what always came, what, kept coming back into my mind how can you say that like i mean i love you but i'm not in love with you say that to yourself i mean if that's a place where you're at right now say it out loud record it into your phone so you can hear what it sounds like when you say it yeah because you married your spouse for a reason right there was there was there was something there that brought you two together there is something there that brought you two together. I don't know what that is. We don't know why that is. But I'm sure, but I'm sure if you were to go back to that point, 
I bet you you could start looking at that and going, wow, the reason I married my spouse was because of this and this. Mm -hmm. And start showing that to them, bringing it back up, talking about it, you know, telling yourself, hey, this is why I married that person. The reason I married them was because they brought something out of me that I didn't know I had. There's something about them that, you know, that attracted me to them, whatever it may be. But again, if you're in that spot where you're going, oh gosh, my marriage, this, I'm in love, but I'm not, say that, say it, listen to it. It's, and I will tell you, I'm so glad that Tony brought that up about his conflicted feelings about even that sentence and doing the show, because I actually, we had to sit down and have a conversation before we even started the podcast about the, the subtle difference. And it's just that word in. See, the word in implies that we're choosing to be either in or out, right? Like I'm in love with you. I'm out of love with you. Like I've made a choice. When you love someone, you love them. You love them. You love them in the good times and you love them in the bad times. You, You work through... Loving someone is making a decision that you're going to work through. People that love one another don't quit. People that love one another don't give up. If you loved each other or were in love at one point in time, then like Tony said, you got to figure that out. You got to go back to that place and say, okay, this is where we were. How did we get derailed? And what are we going to do to get back there. And, and maybe at this point in time, your spouse doesn't want to work on it. Okay. Then you do it. You start doing what you need to do to heal the hurts that have been caused. You start doing what you need to do to maybe get your anger under control or maybe deal with your distractedness. Maybe you're a workaholic and you need to rein that in because your spouse is saying, you know what? I love you, but I can't live like this. You work too much. You, you spend too much time playing video games. You're, you know, always hanging out with your girlfriends, whatever it is. Typically when someone says, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, there's typically a reason that's thrown in after. We're so good at explaining ourselves. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to just read here is as we are going... From John 13, 34, um, NLT, New Living Translation. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. That's it. You know, love, love, love. During the good times, during the bad times, during, you know, the times when you're just not feeling it. Love. Well, because think about it. God loves us in spite of everything that we do. The little white lies, the cutting somebody off in traffic, the sharp words that we might have to a coworker, a spouse, or a child. In spite of all of that, we are loved. We've been given the command to do that same action with the people in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, 
Jesus isn't falling in and out of love with us. You know, it's actually kind of comical to even hear that. Right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking this through and sharing with you that there's never a time where I ever have to think about, is he falling in love with me or falling out of love with me? You know, be it from my own actions that I choose to take each and every day. And so for us, we need to be looking at our spouse and going, I just love you. I love you. And being able to express that to them. Mm-hmm. And it's not always going to come in your words. No. Uh, for a lot of you, this demonstration of love will be just that, a demonstration. It will come through in your actions. It will be in you deciding to curb a sharp tongue. It will be in you deciding to take off your masks and be vulnerable. It will be in you choosing who you spend time with and if those people and only spending time with those people who are supportive of your marriage supportive of marriage in general mm-hmm. it will be you choosing not to engage in behaviors that are detrimental to your marriage behaviors that cause your spouse to feel unloved unwanted ignored neglected all of those things pull you away. You, Each one of you listening to the show today, you have the choice. You know, Just like I, I read in that quote at the very beginning, um, let me just pull it up here. No one stays in love by chance. It is work. It is work. We've never lied to you. We've never sugarcoated it on this show that you have to work on your marriage. Okay. So you have the choice. What am I going to do today to foster love in my marriage? What am I going to do to demonstrate that I love my husband or I love my wife? So for, for some of you, yes. Some of you, it could just be a quick text. Yeah, we put up texts to your spouse from time to time on the Facebook page, and some of you are just going to, you're going to send that off to a spouse today. Some of you might, you know, send flowers to your spouse at work with just a little note thinking of you. I told one woman that I met at a, a recent speaking engagement, I said, just have somebody take a picture of your face and send it to them with just the words thinking of you. She did this, no joke, she did this. Five minutes later, her phone rang and it was him. So appreciative of that one action. Mm-hmm. Okay. This isn't rocket science, guys. But it does take effort. And if you want to be lazy, if you want to just sit back and you know, put your feet up on the coffee table and coast through marriage, it's going to be really hard. But if you want to get in there, and you want to get up to your elbows in the dirt and, and just dig deep, the two of you can have an extraordinary marriage. It starts with you. It starts with loving your spouse. Right. Yep. And so one thing I would say, let's get this, let's get this phrase out of our vocabulary. Let's, let's, just, let's just strike it out. You know, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Let's make sure that those words are never, ever, ever used 
in our marriage. So let's strike it out right now in your mind. Just go, it's done. I'm not going to use those words because it doesn't foster any growth, any change, any excitement in our marriage. And instead, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you, my spouse, with all my heart, with everything that I do each and every day, through little actions, through bigger actions, whatever it may be. But most importantly, I just want you to know that I'm not going to fall in or out of love with you. I'm going to just love you for who you are, which is my wonderful husband, my beautiful wife. And from there, we are going to grow. We are going to engage each other. We are going to have the extraordinary marriage that we desire. You guys, we love you. And I say that when I say that and when we share that here, we don't fall in and out of love with you. We love you for who you are. Everything you bring to the table, hurts, joys, all of it. Do the same in your marriage. Extend that love. Extend that love with no judgment, nothing behind it. Just give it freely and openly. You guys have a fantastic week. We love you guys and we will catch you next week.